Hello, and welcome back to A to Z with Amy Z. I'm your host, Amy Z. So I just want to say I am sorry for crying so much last week. Um, And this is really kind of going to be a part two from there, but I promise I'm not going to cry. I am in a much better place right now. Um, We, it was like, this podcast is more like my therapy, I guess. And that's maybe what the season is going to be is me just ranting and raving and losing viewership or that way you would be viewers. You would be listenership because all I do is cry, but I'm not, I promise I'm not going to cry this episode. In fact, I think getting it out of my system last week, being able to just release all that, not that I hadn't been crying two days straight before I spoke at all, and it was very raw, and I said that, but something about just letting it go into the into the ether, into the universe, and hopefully having somebody else out there relate to what I was going through helped me. And I'm not even kidding with the rest of that night was a little rocky, but the the next day and every day since then has gotten so much better. Um, I feel like, no, I know. I, I don't even feel like it. Everything has changed. The atmosphere in this home has changed. The atmosphere in our relationship, uh, relationships, in all of them have been really good. Um, and I, I hold no grudges. Everything happens for a reason. I'm totally cool with that. And I, even as a parent, like I've had to apologize to my kids a lot of times. And it's, it is. We're human, and we make mistakes, and things go on, and. I just, not that anybody made a mistake or anything like that. It was a different weird space last week and um, something that was very, very raw and had been going on for quite some time. So I'm glad I got that moment. If you haven't listened to last week and you don't mind somebody crying in your ear, check it out because I am still very sincerely looking forward to hearing from anyone out there who is, who's experienced what I've experienced. And I... I know that as parents, we were, we're given a, a very important job, but they really aren't ours in the end, at the end of the day. They're here on this planet to, to do their thing. And I can give them 18 years of guidance and love and support. And after that, I mean, it's, it's technically up to them. And I just hope and pray that I've done my right job. And what I was supposed to do, and I and I think I have. I think this is just a normal uh, was just a normal process of things. And I'm still, you know, we're always just figuring it out. And I want to be there as their mom, but I, and I also want to be there as a friend and um, as a confidant, but also to have a good time because I'm I can be kind of fun. All right, putting last week behind us, last episode behind us. On to part two, midlife crisis. I know this is connected in some regard. I, it has to be. But midlife crisis, I I am feeling that word and I don't want to believe that I caught that disease, but I, everything I'm reading about, I got it. I, I have it and I need somebody to tell me which pill to pop because everything from trying mushrooms and <laughs> Reiki, uh, geez, well, we'll get into that later. I mean, I, I feel like I've just... I've I've tried it all. I meditate. I yoga. I I read books. I self help books. I I listen to podcasts. I legit meditate sometimes multiple times a day, 
on whether it's an app or something I find on YouTube. Like I am trying to zen my freaking life and it isn't happening. It isn't happening. It is and it isn't. Um, you know, some days are better than than the last. This morning was god awful. I I don't know what happened to me. I had a great night's rest. It's been gorgeous here for like a month. Windows have been open. Birds are chirping. It's been absolutely gorgeous this fall. It's been beautiful. So I'm sleeping really well on my new elip- uh, eucalyptus sheets, which I may plug sometime because. So far, I've been super happy with these amazing eucalyptus sheets and my perimenopausal self that really gets warm at night. So, but I have another set of sheets I'm going to test out soon. And then we'll maybe we'll talk about that closer to Christmas when you're looking for new sheets for whatever reason at Christmas. So midlife crisis, what is that exactly? Well, according to Wikipedia, it is a transition of identity and self-confidence, self, wow, Let's try that again. It's a transition of identity and self-confidence that it can occur in middle-aged individuals, typically 45 to 65 years old. Ding, 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 ding. The phenomenon is described as a psychological crisis brought about by events that highlight a person's growing age, inevitably mortality, and possible lack of accomplishments in life. <laughs> okay, I got that. I need it to go away, please. It's not even like lack of accomplishments, shit. I've done a lot of fun stuff. I've done a lot of good stuff, shit. I raised three kids. It's a lot. I've gotten to travel. Not a lot, a lot, but enough-ish. Enough-ish. Not, not enough for my lifetime, but a lot, sort of. I don't know why do I even say that. I've I've done things, right? I've gone places. I've seen things. Why why would it feel like a lack of accomplishment? I don't know. Is it the Western mindset that, you know, by this age, you should have accumulated at least six million in your 401k and you should have achieved, you know, if not CEO, CFO, COO, you should have at least started your own business and built it from from the scratch. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know where we get these notions that we haven't accomplished things in life. I, I, I feel like I've done a pretty good job at living. And, but yet there's more and I'm not the mortality thing. Like I could have, I could have died 20 years ago. Crap. Going every year, every time I go to my class reunion, more and more people are kicking it for various reasons. I could have been gone by now. So that doesn't, death hasn't ever really scared me. I don't, I don't know. I I just, I guess I feel like, okay, I'm 45, almost 46. And I have that much more of my life left to live. And I've, I've said this to my husband for, for several years because he's over 50 and that's a struggle. We've got like half our life left to live. If you look back from the time you were born and all the things that you've learned and you've done and you've, how you've grown and the things you've accomplished, well, by golly, I've got a lot left to do. So I don't think it's really lack of accomplishment. And I don't really think it's my mortality. But it's something in the middle. It's something in that middle phase of like, well, okay, well, now that I know what I know, what I didn't know then, how can I take that information and go farther 
and and do even more and do it better and easier and quicker and with more, you know, sustainability of life. Like, but then it's like, what do I do? I guess that's, that's the question. Then what do I do, I do with that other half? Do I go back to school, get another degree, get a certificate of some kind? If so, what am I passionate about? Nothing other than travel. Do I want to be a travel agent? There is actually, they do still exist. I'm pretty darn good at booking flights and finding hotels. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think honestly, for me, it's a lack of passion. I, I don't, I don't have a passion. I didn't even write this down. It's like coming to me. I, I don't, I like, since the time I was four up until like just not even that long ago, I really, really, really wanted to act. I wanted to be an actress of any kind. It didn't have to be stardom. It didn't have to be. I love movies though. And I love the idea of being on set for several months and then, and then, you know, letting it go and then seeing your work and your work being out there forever and ever. I, I love TV, although I don't know that I would, was ever really interested in doing like a TV show per se, but now they've got like all these cool mini series, whether it's Apple TV, Netflix, like something like that. It's exciting. Uh, documentary, whatever. I don't know. I, I've always loved the the idea of character building and, and you know, what goes behind a person? Why did they think that way or do that action? And how do they, do, you know, deliver that line? Like I've always, I was passionate about acting for a long time, but I couldn't focus on that because I had kids. I had kids I had to raise or I had I just, you know, so I, I would doodle, doddle, you know, fart around in it. And obviously that doesn't get you anywhere usually. I mean, it can, I guess, if you're lucky, but St. Louis isn't exactly the place they're finding stars these days. Many people who are stars have come from St. Louis, but to actually get your giddy up and go here is, it's it's a hard, it's a hard shot. But if that's a passion, then and Mike's ready to go. Maybe we move to LA. Maybe we move to New York or back to Chicago and and see what I can do with that. Okay. I don't know that that that's it's it's a it's an idea. It's a possibility, but is it a deep passion like it always was? I don't know. I, yeah, maybe. I mean, the other things I've been passionate about, let's see, um, I loved being behind the camera. I loved helping out on, on sets doing and productions from script, superv- script supervising to just being a production assistant to craft services. That was fun. I love being with my friends on for on set for a few days and and seeing everybody and goofing off and making a decent amount of money again. St. Louis isn't really a huge, huge market. I mean, there are some people that stay busy and and make a decent living, but there's not a drive for that to focus in on that. Even if I did buy every book on Amazon known to man about production management, eh, there's just, you know, eh, it's kind of how I feel, but that's how I feel about everything. So again, this is kind of where I go back. Is this what midlife crisis feels like. Is this what it does to you? It just makes you feel like, 
meh. If I could travel the world and make money and just explore, I would love that. But when you think about like all those people with YouTube channels and all that they do, and that's a lot, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And it's a lot of things that I don't know how to do, like editing, like just, it's a lot. There was one point in time, I believe it was end of 2018, early 19, when I thought, I'm going to have a podcast and this podcast is going to be amazing and I'm going to just rattle on and everybody's going to love it and it's going to be so great and and then people want to sponsor me and next thing you know, I'll just be sitting at home in my cute little booth and my pajamas and just telling the world all these things and doing in these things and blah, blah, blah. And well, it doesn't help when you take a year off and when you don't want to structure it the way that I, I think a lot of people want to hear it or you don't have fancy music or you can't get like celebrity guests on. I mean, I guess I, I, maybe I could have by now if I would have focused on that. It, I will say this podcast though has helped me on the creative side of things and obviously therapeutically, you guys are amazing. And there are people out there listening, people in other countries actually. Go Canada. I I see you. I see you, Canada. And it's amazing. I love this. I love when I know there are people out there. And that is ultimately why I started this. Not just because my sister-in-law, Cindy, thinks I'm funny. She's like the only one and thinks I have lots of stories. But the fact that I could help people. I know I was put on this planet to help people in some, in some way, shape, or form. Um, Shout out to Janelle back in my hometown, went to high school, adore you, I adore you. And she just likes to hear my voice. So thanks. I love you. And I'm so appreciative. But I know, I, 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 I don't know where this podcast thing goes, where it's going other than my therapy and being able to just get some stuff out. I, so midlife crisis, it's a struggle. What do we do next? I just read an article last night about women having babies in their 40s and how they're so glad they did and because they they got to do all these things that they wanted to do in their life and they're wiser and they're smarter and they're more patient and damn straight you are. We talked about that last episode. I had a lot of energy for my kids because I had them so young. However, <laughs> I was growing up myself and I feel like we grew up together and that may not be the best way to parent, but I didn't have really a choice. And I don't want to get pregnant now and like do round two. Holy cow, no. I do not want that. I do see babies and want to snatch them from their mothers and hold them for a quick minute and then give them back after I love on them for like five, 10 minutes max. But I'm not ready to be a grandmother and I do not for the love of God want to get pregnant again. I just I don't know. No. So we got to knock those things off my list of the next things to do the next 45, 50 years of my life. What what do I do? What do I do? Have any of you gone through this? Have any of you, are you, are any of you going through this right now? What's happening? Why? I mean, when we're younger, are we just so overloaded on 
being young, dating, getting married, having kids, raising those kids, that we forget like who we are. Like what are we supposed to like? What are we passionate about? What are we going to do with we until we're dead? I I don't know. I don't I I think part of my complication right now is I did go straight from being a kid to being a mom and a wife and a homemaker and I I started thinking about this a couple years ago when my son was in a junior in high school. And at the time I was still very passionate about my career and things that was that was going Okay, I'm hoping I can merge these two together cuz I'm still really learning how to do all this stuff. Sorry about that. I got a stupid phone call from a telemarketer or whatever the hell is going on. I swear, I you get your email out there and you happen to like put a phone number and somebody sells you the wrong place and next thing you know, it's like it doesn't stop. It, I, I'm getting, I get like six calls an hour from random numbers and they keep bouncing around. Nobody's leaving messages. I swear if they call again, I'm just going to like throw my phone or something. Um, and it's not even my phone. It was my computer that did it. And it's like, the second I stopped it, then it stopped recording. So hopefully this doesn't happen again. So I started thinking about this when, when my baby was a junior in high school, and I just was kind of focused on what I was doing at the time and just thought, well, you know, a lot of couples, when they become empty nesters, really lose their relationship. And I did not want that to happen. I did not want um, Mike and I to go astray. And so I, we focused on each other, which is great. It's been great. We we do more date nights. We went on more trips together. And so I'm happy about that. But I really, I really think I lost the ball on me. I, I know, I, I mean, I have hobbies and things and I, 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 I mean, that's in a midlife crisis, right? It's really me centered when you have one. I think I just drifted away from me. I was was very focused on everything else. And I don't, dang, how do you get back from this? Like, how do you, I, do you, huh. I don't want to go back to retail. I don't want to go back to an office. I, I I send my resume out there to use my degree. And every time I send it out, I get like this nasty pit in my stomach that just wants to like barf up yesterday's lunch. Like, I, I don't know. It, that, that's, the, that's the underlying feeling of all of this. I don't know what it is I want to do, where I want to go. And and every time I, I turn a corner, it's I realize it's a dead end. Or I feel I feel the dead end, let's say that. Um I don't feel I feel a lack of drive and a lack of passion. Whereas I've always been a goal setter. I mean, that's like, okay, today's goals are blah 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 blah. And this month's goals and this week's goals and this year's goals. And yeah, I've told you guys before, I, I ask for a word every single year for the next year. So I have like a focus on the entire year. I feel goalless in all of this. And I know that's where the trouble lies. I I just, I'm like swirling in a sea of, <laughs> in a I'm in a glass case of emotion. I don't know 
how to get out of this when I've always been so, so focused and so dedicated to whatever it is I'm doing. And now I'm doing nothing or what seemingly is nothing and I'm getting nowhere. And so that makes it even harder to get out of the nothing. So just like last week, I need your help. Have you gone through this? Am I going to survive? What did you do to recover, shift, get out of it? How did you get help? I've tried Reiki and sound bowl sessions and tons of podcasts, meditation, yoga, reading different books and knit. I travel. I just, I need Zen in my life. I just need Zen. Help me, will you? Email me A to Z with Amy. Let's try that again. Email me A to Z with Amy Z at gmail.com and listen up next week when we chat about second chances. I don't think it's going to be a part three to this last couple of weeks, but we may connect it in a little bit. We shall see. I would love for you to rate and review the show, share with a friend, and spread the love. Until next time, bye.